putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. Guess who's back? 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 Hello, everybody! Do you remember us? We remember you. And how we've missed you. Because you're listening, believe it or not, once again, to Stay Tuned Sports. My name is King. It's your good friend, Jimbo. How you doing, Jimbo? Yeah, pretty good. A little tired, but... You know, that's what happens when you're working 60 hours a week. Yeah, I know. You and your jobs, always working jobs. Me, on the other hand, well, I'm an unemployed slob. So that's just how that goes. Uh, but, uh, man, it's good to hear from you again. It's been a while since we've been uh, we've been on this. Probably, what, uh, late 2016, I think, might have been the last time we, uh, we did a good Stay Tuned Sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a long, long time. I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I don't know even how to, to, to start with everything about, you know, how we got here, uh, where we all are and, and everything like that. It's kind of a very long, sad, depressing story, uh, in bits, (laughs) but, uh, but, uh, no happy notes. Uh, you know, long and short of it is when we first came up with, uh, stay tuned sports, uh, it was, it was an idea I had, I was doing another, uh, uh, podcast as well, uh, uh, with a, uh, uh, a lovely co-host named Gemma. She was great. Uh, was my girlfriend actually, believe it or not. Uh, so I had that going and I wanted to start something else that was a little bit more sports based, uh, but kind of the same thing. Like we're doing funny stuff and everything like that. So I wanted to do that, but only with sports. And I thought, who better to do that with than my good friend Jimbo, who we always hung out with and had fun with at uh, at uh, the bar, Stan Steagles. Now is it correct? Yes. It hasn't Actually changed again. Uh, some Philadelphia papers. Was it really? No, no. Yeah, it made uh, the Philadelphia Post. Look at that. Or, I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, the Post. I was going to say, I don't. Is there See, a Philadelphia? I, I, I don't know. I don't even think there is a Philadelphia Post. <laughs> now you just okay. Yeah, made the Inquirer. Very cool. Very nice. Well, I mean, I would imagine so. Uh, 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 with with everything that happened uh, this past. Why? What happened? <sighs> Uh, listen, <laughs> let's finish this part of the story, and then we'll get to the set. I said there were parts of this story that were said in the pressing. That's the major said in the pressing part. We'll get to that. Um, but anyway, so we had the show. Stay tuned, sports. It was it was all going well. Then I ran into a bunch of medical issues and, and problems and surgeries and almost dying, which was fun. Uh, all that good stuff. And then just a lot of other bad stuff seemed to have happened. Uh, me and the girlfriend broke up, uh, 
there was uh, no money. There was no anything like that. So I ended up having to move. Uh, it was, it was dark times. 2017 was very dark times. Uh, 2016, I, I thought was pretty bad with all the, uh, medical issues and everything like that. But 2017 was, was, uh, was, was not a good one for your good friend King here. Uh, but, uh, lo and behold, 2017 stopped, became 2018. Go figure. Uh, the, uh, the, pers the, the, the pursuit of time. Never seems to stop. So we got to 2018, and wouldn't you know it, my good friend Jimbo over there, uh, towards the beginning of the year, started to get an itch. Started to want to do something, and uh, and you get you you, you kind of get. I was gonna say you gave me a call, but it really wasn't a call. You kind of messaged me about wanting to do something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just missing one, just talking about sports and. Uh, you were definitely someone that could keep up with, you know, my opinions or whatnot and say how stupid I am and, oh, God, Jimbo. I would never but, say uh, you were stupid, although your, your, your <laughs> Jimbo gauge, your language is pretty goddamn terrible, but. <laughs> Which the philosophy will be coming out in the next couple months. Oh, Jesus Christ. God damn it, Jimbo. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jimbo, he gave me the message. He's like, I'm, I'm thinking of starting, starting this up again, and and then we just kind of started, uh, just talking about it again, and wanting to see, like, d d do we want it to be the same kind of thing? Do we want it? Do we want to call it something else? Do, you know, do, is it something that we wanted to let Stay Tuned Sports die and let this be something else? Uh, you know, did we want the format to be the same? Did we even want it to be about sports? You know. Um, there, there were a lot of questions, a lot of ideas that were kind of put back and forth about what we wanted to do here. Um, but it, it was towards, I, I want to say it was probably towards the end of March where I think it started to solidify that we, we wanted to do, uh, stay tuned sports again. We wanted to, to have a sports show. We wanted to talk sports, maybe stay away from the whole statistical stuff about it. Like we're not analysts. We're not ESPN. We're not Mel Kuyper Jr. We don't know all the, the, you know, all the numbers and who has this many points and who's averaging this, 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 and who's got the whip best whip in the major leagues this year. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. You know, I just like seeing sports looks, commenting though. on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just like, I just like seeing and commenting on sports, making fun of it riffing it finding the humor that is uh in sports uh mostly at the expense of the new york mets but uh you know they do provide a lot of fodder <laughs> for that? for laughter oh yeah the uh the forget the batting out of order good job guys you know it's only the major leagues you're doing things that you know uh uh babe ruth leagues don't do you know uh, yeah. or pal leagues don't end up doing and here you are batting out of order so good job mets uh, you got the teamwork to make the dream work. Uh, the so first that's inning, nonetheless. I know the game just started. It, <laughs> you literally handed the lineup card to the umpire. It just happened. How do you? Oh, for, for, especially if you're the manager, when you see the wrong guy on deck, or you see something like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing? Get over here! No, 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 no! That's not where you're going." You you bet after that? No. Like, uh, oh man, oh to be a Mets fan. Thank God I'm not. But oh man, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty bad alcoholic as it is anyway. If I was a Mets fan, I'd probably be even worse. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I, I'd probably drive right into a, a wall or something, especially after that type of incident. Oh, man. Just and just when you think the Mets can't get any worse, and then uh, uh, Matt, the Matt Harvey thing is, is done. They sent his ass to Cincinnati. But yeah. I, 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 he kind of ruined himself. The Mets kind of ruined him. It was just... It's kind of weird to think that only a couple of years ago the Mets were in the World Series. Yeah, the, the Mets had a chance to be able to to win a World Championship just a couple of years ago, just a few years ago. Make, it makes you wonder, like, was it a fluke? Oh yeah, no, it was. It totally was a fluke. There, there was just there was the right set of circumstances. <laughs> uh, it it happened to be on what was that? That uh, it's the it was the. Uh, uh, the uh, I think it was an odd even uh, an odd numbered year, oh, so that the Giants yeah. weren't good. So yeah, because the Giants won like three, but they won them all in even numbered years. So it just happened to be that year the Giants weren't in there. The nobody in the National League was really that great. So the Mets ended up you know and going to the World Series, but the Royals ended up killing them. But that seemed to be yeah. a, a pretty big fluke. But uh, the Mets are now back where they belong, the laughing stock of uh, not just Major League Baseball, but. Pretty much all of sports, uh, but yes. Back to the t- <laughs> back to the topic we were talking about. That's kind of just what <laughs> I wanted do to do. You know what I mean? That's kind of oh, the tangents are going to be great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's what I, you know. I, I I think that's our strength. Our strength isn't numbers. Our strength isn't math and stats. Because let's face it, we're dumb, and that's fine. We accept our dumbness, especially when it comes to numbers and math. Jimbo is dumb in some other things as well, but math especially. Uh, I know what two plus two is. It's seven. Uh, stop. And he's also bad at jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the only reason why you kept me on this show. Uh, but here's the thing. like, And you're saying like, the reason I kept you on the show and everything. This, the, the whole reason we're here, the whole reason we're doing this is, is because of Jimbo. Is because of you. Because... You you wanted this. I was, like I said, I was kind of in a bad spot anyway. I wasn't feeling that great. I wasn't, like, this honestly was the farthest thing from my mind. I was hoping someday to maybe get back to doing, like, some kind of podcast thing or, or, or just something along these lines. But I had no motivation. I really wasn't feeling anything. And even when you came to me at first, I was kind of like, meh, you know, meh, I don't know, meh, maybe. I don't know, um, but as 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 time started going on, and as I started to hear you and your excitement for wanting to do this, it it really uh, it motivated me, and it put a lot, uh, you know, it lit a fire under my ass to want to go ahead and uh, and get this kick started again. So here we are, episode one of the reboot. Of stay tuned sports and I, again as as with the last one we it will get more polished as time goes on we're we're kind of starting off this time we're doing this completely on our own there's no brain stew radio network there's no uh there's no help or assistance from our good friend hammy or punchy or uh more like radio or the unfiltered radio network with ham radio or or uncle Eddie or anybody there's there's nobody that that we know of that's helping us. This is this is all us. We're going to be uploading it ourselves. We bought uh, uh, an upload service so that everybody can go ahead and download uh, the show. We're going to make sure that we post on social media. We have a website. Uh, stay. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It's. Uh, 
I even forgot the name of the website already. I think it's is it is it Stay Tuned Sports? I think it's StayTunedSports.wordpress.com. Uh, uh, yes. yes, it's a WordPress site, and again, we'll be working on that as well uh, to make sure that you know maybe we'll actually get just a StayTunedSports.com eventually. Uh, but it's StayTunedSports.wordpress.com. We'll be making sure that the shows are posted on there as well. We will also be on iTunes. So you're going to be able to go ahead and download us and have us immediately there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can download us immediately on there. So we're going to be starting there. And we'll, we will be going across more platforms. We'll be on Google Play eventually, uh, on Spreaker, on TuneIn. Uh, we're we're going to try to get and, and hit all the major ones and see what we can do about, uh, you know, making sure that we're, we're basically wherever you can find the world's finest podcasts. We want you to be able to find Stay Tuned Sports, and here are irreverent and somewhat moronic hilarity uh, every single week. So we're going to be trying to get this done. We're trying to get this off the ground. Like I said, it, we're, the training wheels are off now. You know, like before we had our help, we had everything like that. We don't have that this time. It's just going to be, it's me, and it's Jimbo, and it's you, and we're going to make a go of this, and we're going to have fun. We're going to have as much fun as we possibly can, and I certainly hope that you have fun as well so all of that out of the way jimbo um yeah like geez well there's a lot there was a lot to recap it's been like a year and a half since we've been on here so there's a lot to talk about i I do want to say though you know you keep on saying that you know i I was pushing us to get back into it and everything like that i mean you did help me a lot to get to where we are The, the biggest um hurdle was trying to figure out how to record with me living where I'm at and you living where you are. Um, and I mean, you know, you told me to look at all this stuff and I thought I had to figure it out and I had no clue. <laughs> but that's the thing too. Cause when, when, when you did bring up this idea and you were talking about it, I honestly was not a part of that. I was, I was just giving you advice. I was just telling you things like to look at things that you might need, uh, as far as, uh, being able to record about, uh, you know, what kind of equipment, as far as microphones you want to look for, you know, uh, everything like that. Now we're starting off small. So, you know, you know, you know, we wanted to make sure that you didn't get top of the line studio microphones. You know, that's, there was, there was no reason for that. You know, if you have a good enough podcast, mic, a good enough USB mic, you're good. You know, it sounds good. Everything like that. We don't have any professional studio spaces. I'm doing this. Uh, I'm recording in my bedroom. You're recording in a closet. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, coming out of it soon. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, professional studio spaces. We don't have sound proofing. We don't have the, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the foam insulation to make sure there's no echo, you know? So you're going to eventually hear like a car go by or eventually where, where I am, you'll probably hear like, you know, a bear or a deer or something. Cause I'm in the middle of goddamn nowhere. <laughs> Sasquatch. Yeah. So goddamn Sam squanch. Um, <laughs> it's seri- like, so, I mean, we, we, we're, we're doing this. We want to make this as good as we can and as polished as we can, but also, you, you know, we have to know that it's it's just it's just two guys who just want to talk about sports and the absurdity of sports sometimes and how great sports can be 
and you know just the the funniness of it the 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 realness of it leave the stats to listen there's so many other podcasts that do stats and figures and deep deep analysis on all these other things and i'm not saying they're bad in fact go listen to them because they are, there are some really great sports podcasts out there that will give you all that information you need, information you want. And there's people who want that. I also know, though, there's some people out there who, beyond that, also just like laughing. And just like hearing people discuss sports, not so much about the statistics of it or the you know deep level analysis, but just riffing on it and just seeing what it is. And I think that's what, that's what we are. That's what we're going for. We're two, we're two guys from a bar. That's how this all started. We're just two guys from a bar that like talking sports. And so that's kind of how this is going to feel. It's going to be just two guys in a bar talking about sports. That's kind of that's how this whole thing started. It's how the idea kind of germinated and and through the first incarnation and then the big hiatus and now here we are again uh, restarting this up. That's kind of what we are. We're just two guys in a bar talking about sports, and we're, we're, we're hoping that you come along, come into the bar with us, have a, pull up a chair to the bar, have a drink with us, and just, <laughs> oh, God, that was such a terrible analogy. Oh, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, oh, that was so bad. Uh, anyway. Don't if want you, me to pull up a beer either. No, listen. Well, no, I don't want you to pull up a beer. Because we, we did that. We did it. <laughs> for anybody who, well, obviously nobody knows this, but we did do a test episode, uh, not last, last week, the week before. Um, oh, right, yeah. And and uh, your good friend, your good friend, your neighborhood Jimbo <laughs> over there, uh, decided it would be a good idea as we're kind of testing everything out and seeing every, everything will work and recordings and the levels and everything like that. Uh, he decided it would be a good idea if he drank Jameson during this entire process. Um, just a relaxer. And if, if I just may say so, uh, that was not a good idea. Uh, contrary to his belief at the time, drinking Jameson while trying to record a podcast, not a great idea. It just, it, I, I don't know what about, just didn't seem to click, didn't seem to work. So um, I, I, I remember listening back. I remember listening back to that particular thing and saying, okay, I, I in all the other podcasts I had ever done, uh, like with... Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, what was the one I did with with Gemma? Was that social social outcast or social? Yeah, almost said social downfall. Social yeah, social, social downfall. downfall. That I think it was social downfall. Yeah. So See, I did. I remember. I still remember you. Very nice. Social downfall. Uh, <laughs> uh, the gentleman show. When I did that, uh, you know, we had always kind of bantied around the idea of doing like a drunk show. Of being like, you know, you have one person in charge, but then have everybody else kind of drink and just, you know, listen to the hilarity that would be a drunk show. After doing that test show with you on Jameson, <laughs> I am firmly in the camp of never do a drunk show on anything <laughs> ever because it will just sound awful. Because it was, oh, I didn't, I couldn't get through a thirty seconds of it without just cringing and just being like. Oh boy, that was bad. That was <laughs> that was not good. So, but then again, you lasted a lot longer than I did. To be fair, I last I lasted about ten seconds. To be fair, um, we did record that on a Saturday night, close to midnight. 
So I can't blame you for that. That is true. So by by doing this, we're recording. We're going to try to record every Thursday around 7 o'clock. So uh, it'll be early enough to where you're not drinking. Uh, and also on a Thursday, which is a work night, so that you can't drink. So hopefully, exactly, we'll be we'll we'll get some good sober Jimbo to give us some terrible Jimbo gauge in your language and your terrible grammar, and how you say <laughs> crick instead of creek, which is just the absolute worst thing in the world. <laughs> Even the fiance's uh, oldest is yelling at me about the Jimbo gauges. That's not how you say it. No, it is. No, he's right. He's an educated boy. Oh, by the way, in case anybody wanted to know out there, since the last time we were on, Jimbo got engaged, believe it or not. So yeah. congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, and there's also another congratulations in order for you, although I hate to say it, because since the last time that we were on with Stay Tuned Sports, something happened in the sports world um, that I honestly thought would never happen, uh -huh. and I honestly was rooting against. And it actually made me root for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, you son of a bitch. Uh, and they and they failed me. Fly, Eagles, fly. And they failed me. The Philadelphia Eagles, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know this, uh, and I can understand, I don't blame you for blocking it out of your memory uh, because it is, a, it is quite a traumatic and awful event. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions as we record this. Yes, sir. And it is just the goddamn worst. Um, I mean, it is the worst for my pocket because I blew a crap load of money on Super Bowl uh, memorabilia. I was going to say, did you just buy all the merch? Just like everything that was out there? Uh, pretty much. Let's put it this way. I was up in the $1,200 mark until uh, my fiance came down and was like, you're not spending that much money. I said, okay, I'll spend eleven ninety nine. I'm just gonna, now here's the thing. Did you did, did you already check out, or is that just the stuff that was in your cart? And she saw that 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 was in my cart. I was cl almost about to click the uh, purchase now, and <laughs> yeah, I had like five different jackets, two jerseys, uh, memorabilia tickets, you know, oh everything. They're still shipping stuff. I just got uh, the commemorative book today. Here it is, May. I'm still getting stuff. Well, you know, there is actually some Eagles uh, Super Bowl merchandise over at teespring.com slash stores slash Skunk Duck Studios, just in case anybody wants to go over here and look there. Because even <laughs> self-promotion nice here, self-shameless plug. Shameless plug. Because, <laughs> hey, listen, if i got to be miserable with dealing with the Eagles, you know, being Super Bowl champions, I might as well try to make a little coin out of it. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. You're not the only Eagles fan I'm friends with. Uh, and... It, it it seems to be ubiquitous with you with you Eagles fans. Uh, my good friend Mike DiNicola, uh from Philadelphia has been an Eagles fan his whole life, uh, and ever since the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I think it's about the beginning of every month, or just actually just randomly every now and then you'll see him post on social media. It'll just be like he'll post something like, "Hey everybody, it's it's May first, and just in case you forgot, the Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions," and that'll be it. I'll just leave it at that. But he'll he'll post it every now and then, and just like, hey, hey, everybody, I just want to let you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions, and that's it. And that'll be his whole Did post. You see the meme about the 
Do you see the meme about the Boston Celtics beating the Sixers? Oh yes, you know, you know, for anybody who's who's <laughs> celebrating the fact that the Celtics beat the 76ers, please don't ever forget the fact that the Eagles beat Tom Brady and New England Patriots with a backup quarterback. Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's um as as a Giants but you fan, have to admit, though, it, it was a good game. Oh no! Great. It was a. I thought it was a great Super Bowl. I thought it was a really good, yeah. fun, entertaining Super Bowl. Uh, uh, both teams obviously played well. The the Eagles, uh, uh, Philly, Philly, dilly dilly call on a fourth and goal there. Uh, yeah. that, I mean, that was a huge play call. That was as much as I hate them, you know, and was rooting against them. You have to give credit where credit was due. And that's it. It's, stepping back. And, and trying to look at it objectively, even though with the goddamn Eagles, it's hard to do that. <laughs> um, but trying to look back objectively at it, um, it was a great game. I thought it was a really good game. It was a well-played game, uh, one of the better Super Bowls. Um, so, I mean, there's no complaint there. It wasn't like a blowout. It wasn't anything yeah. like that. Uh, it's just the fact that they won. And that was it. The last time I had ever rooted for the Patriots was in Super Bowl Thirty Nine when they played, believe it or not, the Philadelphia Eagles. Which I think, I, I, like, I don't. I, 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 as a Giants fan, like, I'd like to think, like, I, I don't know who I would root for, honestly, if it was like the Cowboys and Patriots at this point. Like, like, let's say the Cowboys had made the Super Bowl last year and it was uh, the Patriots and the Cowboys. I'm not sure how that would have gone. Like, I, I might have actually... I, I don't know if I would have rooted for the Dallas. I might have rooted for Jason Witten. I don't know himself to, like, you know, yeah, I would, I'd I would want to see him get a ring or something that late in his career. Or, you know, man, Dak Prescott, he's a he's a young, exciting player. I'd like to see him win or something like that. And I just don't want to see Tom Brady win another one and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But once, once, it was, once it was known that it was the Eagles that were in the Super Bowl, there was never a question about who I was going to root for. So I... Like a lot of people say, like, uh, and a lot of fellow Giant fans hate the Cowboys probably more than anybody, and that's fair. And I'm not going to argue against that. But for me personally, as a Giants fan, I, I think what this Super Bowl proved to me, what this season proved to me, and maybe even what the last couple seasons have proved to me more than than anything is, I th I think I legitimately hate the Eagles more than any other football team. Like, because the Cowboys are the mark. If you hate somebody more than the Cowboys, then you hate that team more than anybody else. Because the Cowboys are, yeah. are 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 hated, and I always hated the Cowboys, especially in the '90s when they were great and all over the place. And blah 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 blah. Hated the Cowboys. They were my number one hated NFL team, and they were for a while. And then I don't know. But it started like there in the late '90s and 2000s when it was always the Giants and Eagles at the top of the division. Um, and, and it started going through there and you had your Strahan and Runyon battles, you know, and, uh, yeah. uh, Donovan McNabb versus Jason Seahorn and all that other stuff. Uh, and Freddie Mitchell with his, with his alligator arms. Um, I hate him. <laughs> I, I, I always did. And Hey, another he bit of good news. Like he was, he was a T.O. Another bit of good news. Uh, your boy Dawkins, Hall of Famer. Yeah. He finally I got in. I was to go out to see him. But uh, the tickets got uh, sold out. You could probably the find them on StubHub for like $70,000 or something. Yeah, exactly. By the way, StubHub, sponsor us, please. That would be nice. 
<laughs> I know we're a brand new podcast and nobody even knows where we are, but hey, sponsor us. Why not? So, uh, unfortunately, yes, Eagles won the Super Bowl. That sucks. They suck. You suck. I hate you. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> Didn't I try to call you like five or six times that night, too? No, you did. You did. And you were hammered off your ass. Uh, so was your father. <laughs> So was, I don't know who the hell you were in a bar with. I'm not sure if that was Bernie or uh, who you were in a bar uh, with. Big Rich. Oh, okay. Rich oh, was that Metallica guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he almost threw me through the roof when uh, the last play of the game. Oh, uh, you're not a Metallica fan. You've never roof. been to a concert. Mm. Well, I guess you're official now. Yes, yes. Went to a, yes, went to a Metallica concert last year, too. We'll talk about that yeah, later that, yeah, as well. That's right. Uh, but, uh, no, I got a phone call from you that was you drunk slurring, uh, couldn't quite understand a lot of it, but then you start, you and your father and big rich and everybody else there started singing very drunkenly fly Eagles fly. <laughs> and I've never come so close to chucking my cell phone in legit <laughs> just frustration than I did then. And. I would like to say the only reason I didn't do it was because my niece and nephew were down there with me, and I was afraid I was going to hurt them, but I didn't care. I was more worried about hurting my father's television <laughs> than than oh, actually yeah. hurting uh, anyone. Like, the children, they'll heal. It's fine. A television can't heal itself. It doesn't scab up. You know, you can't bring a TV to a hospital. Um, yeah. So, you know, the kids would have been fine, you know. They just, you know, you give them a little uh, a Benadryl or something, and, and, you know, they'll just go right to sleep. They'll be fine. Not a problem. Um, so, basically, you're telling me for next year's Super Bowl, I got to raise the bar when we win the Super Bowl again. See, this is why I didn't like the fact that the Eagles won the Super Bowls, because <laughs> now you guys are goddamn insufferable. You guys just won't stop. Between, like I said, my buddy Mike on on social media keep on going. Oh, don't forget the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and then you like, the, oh, we're gonna we're gonna win again. Oh, everybody sucks. The NFC is bizarre. Fly Eagles, fly! <laughs> oh God, dude, I can't. Like you, here's the thing: you Philly fans were insufferable enough as it goddamn was. Now with this on it, it's like, uh, and now it's everybody else in the NFC East job to kind of put you into place because it's like, oh yeah, we find, no, you can't make any ring jokes. You can't make any ring jokes. Oh, where's our ring? Where's our ring? And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But like, even the Redskins got three, the Giants got four and the Cowboys got five. Get on our level, dude. You ain't even there yet. So now we got to try, you know, we lost the whole not having a ring, but now, you, you know, we got to try to, we got to try to keep you in your place and settle yourselves down, man. Cause this is the thing. You're like you're like that you're like that 15 year old that gets his first sip of beer and you're just like woo yeah <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> yeah we're the greatest no one's ever gonna stop us man we're Super Bowl no well no one is we're stop, gonna win the next five yeah ah <laughs> 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 uh, 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 Saquon Barkley I mean, the penguins could almost do Saquon it. Barkley bitch Saquon Barkley. Yeah, no, uh, that that pick, I, I am scared. I'm not. I'm very upset with that pick, believe it or not. As I take a well, swig. I mean, why don't you ask your, your buddy uh, Eric Flowers? He's happy. Oh, dude, first of all, Eric Flowers has no room to talk about anybody or anything ever. Oh, I'm upset. Why are the Giants signing off? We're signing offensive linemen. The biggest reason the Giants, here's the thing. I don't mean to go off on a rant here. 
But I don't know if we if we can rewind the clock a little bit to the beginning of last season. Um, do you remember who was the favorite coming out of the NFC East? Hmm. Let me think. Who does everybody pick? Like, hey man, they're serious Super Bowl contenders. Who can come out of the NFC East? Uh, the New York Giants. Do you want to know why the New York Giants only had two wins and were the second pick in a goddamn draft? Because of you, Eric Flowers. You and the rest of your goddamn shitty offensive line. That's why. Pardon my French, but you're terrible. And you have no way, no right, no anything to be sitting there and saying, well, I feel disrespected. God, you should feel disrespected. You're terrible. You disrespected Eli by letting him get crushed every day. You are the worst. You are a terrible offensive lineman. You are part of one of the worst offensive lines in NFL history. Get off the field so that other people can try to do better than you. Because I'll tell you what, the Bayonne High School Fighting Bees can put out a better offensive line (laughs) than you and what the Giants put out last year. Because if the Giants had any kind of decent offensive line, we probably wouldn't have been to a two-win team. Would they have gone to the Super Bowl? Probably not. We had some injuries. Although Beckham got hurt. But then again, who knows if he gets hurt because everything had to rely on trying to get the pass game going because we couldn't run anywhere because we had a shit offensive line. <laughs> <sighs> Are you okay? <laughs> Take a deep breath. Man. I've learned, I've learned if you count to 10 and take two deep breaths, it calms you down. Oh, sure Eric Flowers. <laughs> go go get mowed or something. I don't know. What do, what do people do with flowers? Go pick a flower and put it in a vase. Go go be in a vase. I, I usually... <laughs> no, because they're still beautiful, so that means I, flowers. Have you seen Eric Flowers? That's one ugly flower. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's like that. That's that. That's that corpse flower that like blooms once every twenty years, and it smells like death. Yeah, terrible. Oh, so you met him? <laughs> if, if I, I would imagine. I would kind of imagine that that is what Eric Flower smells like. But no, when I when I saw that, I, I'm like, I had to tag you on it because I know how much you love him. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I didn't because I, I didn't even see it until you did. You tagged me in it to to show me, and the level of rage that bubbled up inside me when I saw that. I'm just like, dude, that you're like, uh, it's just no, no, no. Like I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of a comparison of something that was could be as absurd. As Eric Flower saying he feels disrespected because the Giants are trying to find a better offensive line to go next season. It's like, no, there, there's there's no comparison. There's nothing I can find that's on that level. It's just, dude, you're bad. You shouldn't be in the NFL. Like, you shouldn't make the Browns. The Browns are improving themselves. You wouldn't make the Browns. You wouldn't be a Brown. You wouldn't be a starter on the Browns. Browns here, a knock at the door and open up and there's flowers um can i come play slam we left some flowers for you no that's what i mean they're getting like as a backup as a last resort somebody gets hurt sure flowers go in there try to do your best kid but i mean as a starter nah you've proven he's proven that he's not what's that he was was a top pick pick, yo he was yeah 
He was a top pick when the Giants needed an offensive line. And I'm like, okay, we got a good, you know. And I think he was rated rather highly. Uh, so it was like, okay, the Giants need an offensive lineman. We seem to have gotten a good one, according to what everybody else was saying. When your Mel Kiper Juniors and your, uh, you know, Mike Mayox and and other you know terrible, terrible people who don't know what they're doing. See, that's what happens when you crunch numbers all day. You just crunch numbers and look at statistics and look at how these people do it. And, blah, 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 blah. and it turns out that most of them are just terrible anyway. So yeah, we spent a top pick on Eric Flowers, and guess what? He turned out to be a giant turd. <laughs> and ruined the entire Giants season. Listen, the Giants were so bad, my father got rid of DirecTV. He just said, no, nope, not worth it. Not getting it. I was like, yeah, but we won't be able to watch the Giants. Well, do you want to watch the Giants anyway? Okay, fair point. <laughs> is, is that why I won the, uh, the the pool that I was in with you guys last year? Did everybody last else just quit? Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I forgot. I, for, I, I stopped. I stopped. Well, it was a couple of reasons that pool. I mean, the pool never seems to last that, yeah. that, that long anyway. But uh, so I didn't know you won. I thought my niece won it, but uh, oh maybe. So know. you won. But either way, you wanna you wanna yeah. You don't even know. Nobody never really knows that that thing <laughs> that thing fizzled out because it was just not only, not just because of the Giants. There's a bunch of other stuff that was happening, but it just you know it it was uh, it was what it was. Uh, but you also won the, the King James belt last year. Yes, you won it back, unfortunately. Uh, it's hanging up in the man cave room. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, me and Jimbo have a championship belt that goes to uh, whoever's team wins the season series for that year between the Giants and the Eagles. Now, the first two years, the Eagles swept the Giants, so it didn't really matter. Uh then uh 2017 or 2016 sorry uh the giants uh won one versus the eagles but then they lost against the eagles but because of the tiebreaker which i think was total points the eagles had to win by more than three and they won that game by three which we were in attendance for that game by the way so even though the giants yeah. lost i got to retain the king james belt for the first time ever that was good and then this year, of course, uh, in that first game, the Eagles hit the longest field goal in Philadelphia history, which was just that was just I was stupid. loving that stupid. That was just stupid. James and I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I, I was watching that game, and just as he's kicking that field goal, uh, my family came home, uh, and my niece and nephew walked through the door, and it's just going through, and I was go and it goes to, and I'm just like, God damn, Giants! And my niece, who's five years old, went, God damn, Giants. And I'm like, Mary Grace. <laughs> what are you? Don't, don't say. And then my father looks at me. And he's like, yeah, well, you said it. So <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> oh, I was so pissed. I was so pissed. And then we did. We were doing well the second game against the Eagles. And the Giants were out like a halftime lead. Like we were blowing you out. And then, of course, yeah. uh, we had to go ahead and blow that lead. And you won that game as well. I was, I was like, man, maybe I'll actually. Because there was a point where we were actually. We were like, man, this is going to happen. I'm going to be able to get the King James belt back. And then the the, the just the Eagles got closer and closer. And then it went from the, then it was like a three point lead. I'm like, well, got to do something here. I was like, listen, if we get a field goal, that's fine. We're still good. We're still good. Uh, and then no, that just no, nothing like that happened. So you have the belt for now, uh, as it sits. Hopefully this year will be a little bit better. We'll see. I have no idea. Um, but. 
enough about football for right now because there's still a long time to go before we go. That training camp doesn't start for another couple oh, yeah. goddamn months. Uh, we do have playoffs going on right now. We have two playoffs. sets of playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, we got two sets of them going on right now. We have the NHL and NBA playoffs going on. I'm not a huge NBA fan, but there's some stuff that goes on there. But for now, I want to talk a little bit about hockey because we've had some stuff going on. There's actually a Game 7 going on right now as we speak. There was a Game 7 between the Nashville Predators and the Winnipeg Jets. Game 7s are awesome. They are fantastic. They are one of the best things in all of sports, which is why I want to try to get this podcast done as quickly as possible so I can go watch that Game 7 and drink alcohol and, you know, get rowdy. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for that. The Predators, I think, are the top seed in the West. Winnipeg was the number two seed. They are a very good team. Uh, whoever wins that game, though, goes on to play in the Western Conference Finals. Believe this or not, an expansion team, a team that did not exist last year. That, of course, would be the Vegas Golden Knights uh, with probably one of the more silly names. Great jersey, though. Silly name, oh, great jersey. Kind of like Minnesota Wild. Terrible name, but the logo is really awesome. Kind of the same with Vegas. Yeah. Their logo and jerseys are awesome. The name, eh, you could probably work on that a little bit. Uh, but either way, they're in the Western Conference Finals. They won their division the first year. They were Pacific Division champions. They're, the, they're in the Western Conference Finals. They won uh, their first series was a sweep against the Kings. They won 4 nothing. Then they beat the Sharks. I think it was four, four games to one or four games to two. And now they're in Western Conference Finals. Uh, here's here's my question for you, because you're kind of you're relatively new to the to this hockey world, to this hockey biz, as it is. Yeah. Um, if let's just say hypothetically, the Golden Knights win and make it to, I'm not going to say if they win the Stanley Cup, let's just say if they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. In, in your assessment of, of having, you know, you're a big baseball fan, football fan, things like that. Um, and in the world of those sports, what people consider like the mainstream sports, hockey's always kind of been on the fringe. It's always kind of been the fourth major North American sport. Uh, yeah. how, where do you, Where would you place that as far as like most improbable or most unbelievable kind of situations or kind of things that you, you you've ever thought of or thought of could experience like that. I mean, the, the one I keep um, seeing the comparison to is the, uh, the eighties USA hockey team. And I, I think I uh, asked you, you know, which one you think would be bigger, but, I mean, it would have to be up there with that one because here's a bunch of players that, in essence, were just uh, cast-offs. You know, each team had to say what players they want to protect, which ones were available for the draft. And, you know, okay, for example, uh, Mark andre Fleury. Uh, like but he's a – but, but here's the thing. When it comes to someone like, like, like Mark andre Fleury, he – He's proven to be a winner. Now, he, he was kind of inconsistent, but he's proven that, I mean, he can win a Stanley Cup. He can bring a team through the playoffs. And this season, he's he's proven that, well, again, even even with being injured during the regular season, he uh, 
you know, he's done very well. Now, you, you ha- I, the thing is, there's a lot of people complaining, saying that, well, they, they, had, they had the most favorable expansion draft and they had everything like that. And it's like, but it's still players that the teams had to expose. It was still te- players that most teams said, you know what, we can do without these guys. These are guys well, that, just that though. aren't going to be big losses. Not, not even just that, though. It's the fact that here's a bunch of players that have never played with each other. It, it takes years to, to learn each other's tendencies and, and gel. And here they've done it within, what, five months, six months? So since, what, September? You know, that that's impressive. Um. Like I said, I I don't know if I can put it up there. Like you said, I'm not sure if I can put it up there with with the with the '80s team against the Soviets because that that's just a different level that I don't think anybody, I don't think anything can hit that for a long time. Like it's going to take something special to top that. Now is this special? Yes, but I don't think it's that special. Um, How about like a miracle at the Meadowlands type? Either why? Why? Why do you have to? Why do you got to be an ass? <laughs> why? Like we're trying. We're trying to bring yeah, the show back. We're we're trying to. We're trying to be. You know, we're trying to be good pals, good buddies over here. And you got to go. And you got to go. And 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 be an ass. And uh, and 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 you're just an ass. <sighs> but anyway, uh, I I I I don't. I think. In the modern sports landscape, I don't think there's anything quite like it. Um, I thought it was impressive when both the Jaguars and Panthers made it to their respective conference championship games in their second year. Yeah, that's true. I thought that was really impressive. Um, I think this just happened to be a perfect storm for Vegas. I think I think you learned a couple things. One, uh, they got really lucky with getting Marc-Andre Fleury. It just happened to be a perfect storm. The Penguins had Matt Murray, and they figured he's young, much younger. Uh, he he was more consistent. He just won them two Stanley Cups because he came in during the playoffs uh, uh, the year before uh, in 2016 to win them the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, and then he played all season in 2017, in the 2016-2017 season, and in those playoffs to win them the, Stanley, the second Stanley Cup. So they figured, okay, we got our guy. We can afford to lose uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, I thought Vegas got really lucky with that. And it also goes to show you that some of these guys that are like on the second and third lines on these NHL teams, that if given the opportunity, they can be special. Uh, because that's the thing. Vegas has not only been winning this year, but they've been exciting. They've been fun to watch. This is, the, the thing with Vegas, like if they were just winning, but they were winning, you know, just like – you know, grind them out games or things like that. That'd be one thing. But this team is yeah. legitimately just fun to watch. It's just a fun team to watch. They have fun. Everybody there's having fun. It's 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 kind of you know it, it's not to make a, a a pun, but they're kind of like playing with house money. They're you know they they're they're high rollers right yeah. now. They just they're letting it ride. They got it. Let me put all the gambling puns out there. They really are. You and you can see that they're feeling it. And it's just a joy to watch, and it's fun. And I think they have, you know, they they have the general viewing public, kind of like how they were with Nashville last year. I think the general viewing public this year is kind of jumping on that Vegas bandwagon and being like, you know, not only is it because it's Vegas, 
uh, or because they have really cool jerseys, because they are cool jerseys. I want to get one one day. Uh, but it's because they're yeah. just fun to watch. They're a fun team to watch. And I certainly hope that the uh, the Western Conference Finals isn't the end for them. Uh, the Washington Capitals, they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins will not be having a three-peat. Uh, thank God. Woo-hoo. I thought that would have been a good story if you had the Penguins and, and, and Vegas in the finals. Mark andre versus his former team and other stuff like that. Going for a three-peat, that would have been fine. Yeah. But overall, screw the Penguins. Screw their fan base. Some of the worst fans in the world. Uh, I'm glad to see them out. I'm glad to see that we'll have some new blood in there. Uh, you know, somebody else will be winning the Stanley Cup this year. So, uh, and Washington, God bless them because the, the, the Penguins have been their bugaboo forever. The Capitals have not been able to get out of the second round forever uh, since 1998. So 20 years oh, was the last geez. time they got out of the second round. Uh, and the last couple years, they were they were knocked out in the second round by the Penguins every year, even when they had a lead. Last year, they also had a 3-2 lead on the Penguins, and they ended up losing. They had a 3-2 lead this year against the Penguins going to Pittsburgh to play game six. It was all in the cards for another Capitals collapse. It went to overtime, but the Capitals flipped the script. They go ahead. They get that monkey off their back, and they beat the Washington Capitals. Uh, the, the, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, I'm sorry. Uh, so they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're playing the dirty, nasty. Wor- I mean, I don't know if I could have found a fan base that was worse than the Flyers or the Penguins or even the Rangers. But I will say this: if you're from Tampa, if you're from Tampa, you're a Tampa Bay area, or you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, go screw yourself. You are the worst fans in the world. <laughs> you are just terrible, terrible people. You don't know hockey. You don't know good common sense. You don't know general basic human decency or, or respect for your fellow man. And this is coming from me, somebody from New Jersey. So go figure. That's how bad you are. Uh, no, seriously. Screw screw Tampa Bay. Screw them. Screw their dirtiest team who goes and cross-checks people in the head and then they don't get suspended and like, oh, look at that. Oh, you guys suck. Oh. Making fun of Boston. Making fun of Rene Rancor who go ahead and you know he sings the national anthem. Oh, we're going to make fun of this guy. We don't have to hear him anymore. He's a tyrant. Oh, Boston sucks. Boston's got a bunch of homophobic response against Boston. Now, granted, Boston usually is the ones with the homophobic and racial slurs, so it's kind of <laughs> odd to see that get flipped on its head with Tampa Bay doing all that. But, uh, no, nah, the Tampa Bay fans are just terrible. I don't know if you saw any of that. I'm not, not sure if you interacted enough to see some of that. But Tampa, Tampa, your fans are terrible. Your team is just a bunch of dirty scumbags. I, I just don't like any of them. I don't like you, and I hope Washington crushes you. And I hope you go ahead and cry as you uh, as you bunch of just degenerate rednecks bang your sister or whatever the hell it is you do. God, I hate you. Let me ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. So th- does every hockey team have a um, dress code for the fans? Because I You saw, saw that, right? Yeah. I didn't read it because I was at work, so it was hard for me to, to read it. But, like, one, what was it? And why and this isn't the first year they've done it and they've gotten a, a bunch of crap for doing it before but they continue to do it because they're just insecure and terrible people what it is is they will not let you sit in your seat if you have an opponent's jersey why? if you're wearing if you're <laughs> yeah, wearing the, the opposing team's merchandise they will not let you sit in your seat you are not allowed they're 
What is this? Oh, fascist Germany in 1933? Really? How dare Why you? Anybody try to sue them or something like that yet? This is. I'm. I'm, I'm sure people will, especially if it's going to cost them like a ticket. Like you pay money for it. Listen, I paid money yeah. for that ticket. If I want to go there and wear my black and yellow Bruin shirt, go. You know what? There's not. I live in America. This is America. We have the freedom wait, to wear whatever hockey jersey we want of the of our favorite Canadian game. We can do that. And you're gonna sit there and tell me I can't? You bunch of redneck. Oh, well, you can't wear that. This guy is gonna be a dick, dude. This guy, you gotta be blue and white, and that's all you gotta do. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the worst. It really is, and especially if you know. Are they the only team that's doing it? You know, what's that? Are they the only team that's? Has a couple teams, I think, have it? done it before, but they, they they haven't gone so far as the wardrobe. They've done it to where like they'll they'll restrict ticket sales based on, uh, you know, uh, zip codes of credit cards. Like if people, I remember Nashville did this a couple of years ago when they were playing Chicago, and what would happen is a bunch of uh, Blackhawk fans would buy a bunch of tickets in Nashville. Uh, and try to get, you know, it would almost sound like a Chicago home game. So what Nashville tried to do okay. was they, they would limit the ticket sales. If you had a credit card that was from the Chicago area, uh, they wouldn't, they, you, you were not allowed to buy tickets. They wouldn't sell you tickets. So that's that's kind of one thing. Uh, and and that even that is kind of like iffy to me, but, you know, I'm like, whatever, that's fine. But the wardrobe thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm that, like, you know... Stupid. You're 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 going to try and tell people they can't wear their their favorite team into a place where they bought a ticket. They bought that ticket. They get to wear that. Yeah. If the, hey, listen. If not, then you're going to give me my money back and some, because I'm you know you're not going to yeah. deny me entrance to a game that I legally bought. You know that that's that's my seat. That's my license to get into the game. There's nothing yeah, on that there's, ticket. There's nothing on the back of the ticket that exactly. says you. I can't wear that. There's nothing explicitly written or consent when I bought that ticket that says I can't wear an opposing team's merchandise in, into the arena. You just made that up because you want you don't want it to look like the other team's got enough people there. Because here's the thing, Tampa when when teams like Boston or especially when Montreal, uh, when when the Canadians play them. That place is like Montreal South because you get a bunch of snowbirds from Montreal that go down to Florida during the winter. So any anytime you got a game where it's like the Canadians or the Maple Leafs uh, or, or Boston or like any of the, like the Northeast or Canadian teams, that place turns into like, you know, Boston Garden South, MSG South, Montreal South, you know, Toronto South. I just that the, the place gets taken over. And the same happens yeah. with the Florida Panthers too, so I can understand Tampa, you know, is a little butt hurt by it, but you know, just get more fans or get better fans because the fans you have suck. The fans you have are terrible fans. They're terrible people. They say terrible things, and they don't know jack about hockey. So tell them to shut up. God damn, Tampa's Hello. terrible. They're the type that just just sit there and read books in the the front office. No, the, no, they're not. They're seats. not as bad. No, that's Penguin fans. They're not as bad as the Penguin fans, <laughs> but they are pretty. Te- but you know, they're they're more like the fans that you know, uh, you know, would probably make racist noises towards PK Subban, or uh, you know, again, like looking at the fans and just uh, just just seeing 
on social media. And I know social media shouldn't be the barometer for how we judge a group of people because let's face facts, social media is like the worst dregs of society. I get it. But that being said, the the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning presence the Tampa Bay Lightning presence on social media, if I was them, it, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed that these people are my fans with the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing, the way they've insulted people, the fans of other teams, uh, you know, trying to insinuate, you know, calling people uh, 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 homophobic responses and, and names uh, as if it's some kind of insult, you know, like, you know, it's like, you know, I hate to be that guy because I've, you know, listen, yeah. I've made some horrible jokes in my day. I own up to it. I know that. But even still, it it is, it's 2018, man. It's like, seriously, how are you still making, like, how are you still, yo, dude, your team's like so effing gay, man. You must, oh, do you like licking people like Marchand likes? You want to lick him too? Oh, that's typical Boston. Want to go ahead and lick dudes, right? You want to lick dudes, man? Because you want to even lick dudes. You like licking dudes, even when it's not hockey season, right? Dude, you want to lick a dude? It's like, what if the guy was, does like to lick dudes? So what? Does that mean that he can't be a hockey fan? Now, Martin, listen, if I was a hockey player and, and Martrand actually licked me, I would punch that rat-faced bastard right in the head. Yeah. You know, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I would have took the suspension and everything. That's fine. Like, I understand that. But to sit there and insinuate that somebody who just happens to be a Boston fan that licking dudes would make him somehow a bad person. It's like, hey, listen, there's dudes out there that legitimately lick dudes and like to lick dudes. That doesn't make them bad. They're probably better hockey fans than you assholes in Tampa. <laughs> Bunch of jerk-offs. God, I hate Tampa Bay. <laughs> I, you know what? This is honestly, this comes out of nowhere because I actually used to like Tampa. I would root for them. And then all of a sudden, they got a little good. They got Steven Samkos. They got a little better. They, they became a little bit more consistent. And for some reason, their fans turned into douchebags. Every one of them. Just monstrous douchebags. So now Tampa went for a team like, ah, if the Devils aren't in it, I'll root for Tampa Bay. Now Tampa Bay is, let's see, there's the Rangers, there's the Flyers, and then there's Tampa. I don't know if there's any other team I hate more than Tampa other than the teams that I hate more than anybody, the Rangers and the Flyers. Uh, but, I mean, that that's <laughs> how, the how level. to the Flyers? What's that? How close to the Flyers are they for other uh, teams? No, it, 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 it's the Rangers one, then the Flyers over distant second, and then it's the field. Like, it, it's almost, it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like, uh, uh, it's like, uh, 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 I can't. Th I'm trying to make a Kentucky Derby reference, and I can't. Uh, it, who? Who's uh, who the? the, the uh, it was Aladar and the other one, and they used to always. It was like those two. I can't. It wasn't Secretariat. That was back in the '40s. <laughs> I just sounded like a horse. Um, either way, I was say, but who let Mister Ed in? <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> um, but seriously, no. Yeah, the Rangers are the Rangers are number one by far of any team. The Rangers are number one. Uh, by okay. far. It's not even close. Uh, then the Flyers. 
Like, here's the thing. I hate the Rangers so much. When the Rangers play the Flyers, I root for the Flyers. That's how much I hate the Rangers. <laughs> that's 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 all you really need to know. So it's Rangers by a wide margin. Flyers, then it gets another huge wide margin, and then you get like Tampa and the rest of the field, who I just really can't stand. You know. Yeah. So that's how we'll measure it out. But uh, yeah, no, Tampa, screw you. Um. Trying to think of what else we got here. The NBA playoffs again. Not huge into the NBA because if, if 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 I can be honest, for the last couple of years it's boring because we all know who who it is. We yeah. knew before the season started who was going to be in the finals. It was going to be Golden State and 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 Cleveland. And for the last yeah. three years, that's what it was. So why do we care? Nobody cares. Nobody cared about the playoffs. This year got a little bit more interesting. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Golden State's had some injuries. Uh, and I think for the first time now in the Western Conference, they've had a legitimate contender in the Houston Rockets, who they are facing in the Western Conference Finals, to the point where the Houston actually has home court advantage. This is the first time since I think they said 2012 that wow. Golden State has not had home court advantage in a playoffs. either 2012 or 2014. I can't remember. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think they dropped down that much. So that I think they were the number two team in the West. That was it. But Houston was the number one team in the West this year. Uh, and then in the East, uh, again, it's interesting because you have uh, you have uh, Cleveland and Boston, and I think a lot of here, here's where it gets interesting because I think a lot of people thought it would it would have been Cleveland and Boston anyway, but how both teams got here is a little weird because during the offseason, Cleveland sent Kyrie Irving to Boston. Uh, and I think he was the top scorer this year. Unfortunately, Kyrie Irving got hurt before the playoffs. He's he's had knee surgery. I don't think he's coming back at any time in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So, and Boston's also had a couple of big injuries as well. They got that one kid from Utah, and he had that just dis oh that disturbing ankle injury, oh, like in the first thing? two games of the yeah. season. Yeah, where it's just whole ankle. You just think, boom. oh god, yeah, oh, ooh, Anderson boy, Silva, like. Oh, 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 dude, it was so bad. Oh, it's so bad. Thank God that kid is good looking and can just pull down some, some premium talent because uh, that that that'll help him make feel better. But, whew, that ankle injury was so that was horrific. That was like that was Joe Theismann esque. It was just yeah. that was that was that was hard to watch. Uh, but still, through all that, Boston has made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now Cleveland has had an even more fun journey as this whole season you know they 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 traded with Boston they traded Kyrie Irving they got Isaiah Thomas who had hip surgery he wasn't playing for the first half of the season then he finally starts playing and Cleveland's like no this isn't going to work and they immediately trade him to Los <laughs> Angeles to the Lakers uh and and nobody else for the Cavaliers has showed up so basically this entire year has been it's it's literally been LeBron James. You're not playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're playing LeBron James. And the playoffs have kind of pointed that out. Cleveland had to go a full yeah. seven against Indiana. Almost lost. But again, LeBron, just through sheer force of will, pulled them through. And listen, I am not a LeBron guy. I'm not a guy here that's going to kiss his ass. In fact, I, 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 I'm, I'm sick of the whole LeBron stuff. But, you know, respect where respect is due, credit where credit is due. LeBron has just by his own sheer force of will forced Cleveland 
into the Eastern Conference Finals because there ain't nobody else on that team that scores. I think he's got uh, uh, averaging. I think he's averaging twenty more points than any the next closest scorer on the Cavaliers in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like this is that's insane yeah. to think about. Like everything well, is him. Like it's just like the joke you keep seeing, the the meme you keep seeing, the starting lineup for game three or whatever it would be, LeBron James playing every position. That's it. It's LeBron James. Now coming, for, uh, 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 point guard, LeBron James. Center, LeBron James. You know, that, it, that's all it is. That's all they have. And and so here's the thing. I'll say this. If LeBron somehow bring, even brings Cleveland to the finals, they beat Boston and get to the finals, it's the most impressive player performance he's had. He's won, what, three championships? He's been to eight straight. This will be, if he gets this, it'll be his eighth straight NBA finals he's been to, which I'm sorry is impressive. I don't care who he's played with. Uh, they had super teams down in Miami or anything like that. I don't care. It's still impressive. And if he brings this team, this team of nobody, this team of LeBron James and, you know, the, the 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 Akron starting high school basketball team, if he brings this team to the NBA Finals, it's, the, it's one of the more impressive performances I've ever seen in my life because he's got zero help. He's done it all by himself. And they just swept the Toronto Raptors, which a lot of people yeah. figured were the team that were going to knock off Cleveland. They, they were that team that was going to make that big step, knock off Cleveland and try to be the top team in the East. And... I want to say Cleveland swept them out of the playoffs. Cleveland did not sweep the Toronto Raptors. LeBron James swept the Toronto Raptors. And now it is the Boston Celtics versus LeBron James to see if LeBron James can go to his eighth straight NBA Finals and win himself another ring. That would be very interesting. I think you got some interesting stories there uh, in the NBA. There we go. There's my NBA coverage for everybody now. Everybody can shut up and stop saying I don't talk about the NBA. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Sixers were good this year, though. They're making steps. One, ben Simmons has got to do a little bit better in the playoffs, but they're taking but, steps. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing that uh, I want. I wish would just stop now. Like, and I'm happy. I'm kind of happy that the Sixers lost now. Oh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Oh, Villanova won the the championship. Oh, this is the year for every Philadelphia sports team. No. Are oh, you guys going to be like Boston now? Yeah. yeah, you know. You know, the Flyers proved it. We started it, the the downfall, and the Sixers ended it. Well, yeah, no. I mean, the Flyers weren't going to do anything, anything. And I'm not saying that because I hate the Flyers, even though I do hate the Flyers. But yeah, the Flyers no, weren't I mean, going to do anything. I like didn't the, told you that. Like, the Devils weren't going to do anything. Like I, I, I had hopes for the Devils to do something because in a regular season, they had they had beaten Tampa Bay 3 nothing. Uh But it, when the playoffs started, it was just a different gear, and you saw that. The Devils were an inexperienced team. Uh, they had basically one player, Taylor Hall, who was carrying this team. He was kind of like the LeBron for the Devils, uh, you know. And it was just T- Tampa was just on a different level. And there's nothing you could do about it. you know. They just it is what it is. The Flyers, the, again, uh, a younger team. Uh, they they have the talent in place. I think they've made some personnel decisions that I would not have made. Um, yeah, and some coaching decisions that I would not have made. Um, but still a young team and a team on the rise, but not in the class of a Pittsburgh yet. You know, and that's it. The Flyers are not in that class yet. The Devils are not in that class yet. Next year, 
We'll see. We'll see how they both teams build. I I would love to see that. I would love to see another Devils Flyers rivalry rivalry like they had in the mid and late nineties. I don't think hockey's been better than when it was Devils Flyers, uh, Devils Rangers. You know, uh, uh, Devils. I, I like it when all those teams go. When the Devils Rangers Islanders Flyers Penguins Capitals. When all those teams are good, and this year we got pretty close to that. A lot of, the, I mean, yeah. the, the the Devils were a hell of a lot better than anybody thought. The Flyers were good. Penguins were good. Obviously, the Capitals were good. Columbus kind of out of nowhere, you know, uh, played well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, the the we had these teams. You know, it, it felt like the old Patrick Division. It was a very good hockey season. I want to see how this goes next year. You know, can the Devils make another step? Can the Flyers make another step? Do the Penguins start losing a step? What happens with the Capitals, yeah. especially let's see how they finish this run. If they win the Stanley Cup, what happens? If they don't win the Stanley Cup, what happens? Is Columbus going to grow? Does Florida improve? Because Florida, even though they didn't make the playoffs, they were right at the cusp. They were doing well. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of talent coming in, uh, especially in that division, the Metro division. So, I think there's ways to go. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, as as the Sixers said, and it's kind of becoming a cliche now, but, uh, you know, trust the process, man. All you have to do is trust the process. Trust it and... and trust? Trust. You got to trust the process. Trush, I swear, okay. I'm not having any just, Jameson. Just make sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not on the Jameson. I did say trust the process, though, because I, I think I'm trying to say trust and process at yeah. the same time, and it just came out, trust the process. Trust it. You got to trust the process. <laughs> Where's the precious? Ah, precious, my, my precious. Trust the precious. What the serious? Oh, Gollum, Gollum. Oh, Oh. (laughs) all trying to go after the one ring. Get it? It's a Lord of the Rings reference in sports. Oh, I've merged nerdism. I was was never a big Lord of the Rings. Well, no, because you're not a nerd. Like you're ser- like you are not a nerd. You're not a geek. Like you kind of like Marvel stuff now, and you like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. you are not a nerd. You're not a. You're not like a Lord of the Rings guy. You're you're not somebody who's I think is like read the books or deep into the movies or the lore. Or like so like oh, dude, no. you're talking to somebody that owns the Silmarillion. And just to let you know what that is, because I know you have no idea what that is. The That's Silmarillion. What it was. The Silmarillion is basically the Bible for. The the in world of like Middle Earth of Lord of the Rings, so like in the world of Lord of the Rings, if they were to have a Bible, this is kind of like their Bible. It tells the whole history from the start of their universe, and God comes into creation. Uh, he's uh, Iluvatar, and he comes into existence, and he starts playing music with his different angels, and then the one is in Discord, and he's Melkor, and he throws him down, and. You know, it, it, like seriously, it's like a, it's 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 like to create. It's a Bible. <laughs> wow! But it's, so th- that's just to let you know, I'm that kind of nerd. You are nowhere near that. <laughs> you never were. So I didn't expect you to be big on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here listening to you, like. Wow, you you don't have a life. Oh, dude, I could do a whole <laughs> podcast just on the Silmarillion itself. You know what I mean? Just like the the lore and everything in there. Oh, I'd be all over it. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm trying to think what else we got here. Uh, now you're a, you're a big UFC guy. I'm not I'm not huge in the UFC. I actually think UFC. So if I may be honest, I, we're probably not going to talk about any fights or anything because there's nothing really interesting going on. There's really not. Yeah, this but really I, I just I just want to say this just from a general standpoint. To me, you have the the, the 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 bloom is off the rose. The shine is gone to me when it comes to the UFC. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not into it. I don't think I'm really into it anymore. Even. Even with Connor, like even if Connor came back, you know, I might watch the fight. I might stream it illegally. Who knows? Nobody heard me say that. Uh, you know, just to <laughs> see, because he still kind of is an attraction. But outside of that, like. Uh, I remember, you know, back in the day, we used to, you know, every month we'd take a, a, a trip to your house and watch the and watch the yeah. the fights and all that kind of stuff, and things were interesting. It just doesn't seem like that anymore. Uh, it, it, it seems like uh, when whenever when UFC sold uh, to, to what was that the WW Group or WWE, well, yeah, you know, WWM or something. Yeah, something not like WWE. That, that would be cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it just, it, it seems like it's not there and I'll give you, I'll tell you another reason why I'm, I'm, I'm starting to turn a little bit on MMA is their fans. MMA fans are douchebags. Not you. Well, yeah, you're a nice guy. The case. You're a nice guy, but man, yeah. are some of them just fucking terrible and it, it's getting to the point with, and I know I cursed, uh, Deal with it. it, it it's a grown-up <laughs> podcast. You'll know. Um, exactly. But it, it, it's, it's frustrating. No, but that's the thing. It brings that out of me because it's frustrating. Because you see, and, and you'll see these guys who, you know, on one hand, like, they'll defend people until they don't do it. Like, like uh, and I know you, you, well, you never liked her, but Ronda Rousey. Who just made a jump over to WWE, starting to do WWE stuff? Uh, she wrestled at WrestleMania. By the way, she did a fantastic job. It was probably best match of the night. Uh, so good on her for for being able to do that. But she does that, and on, from the MMA dude bros, all it is is you know, oh well, she might yeah, she she done crying now because she got beat. Oh well, it's too bad. She had to run away to WWE and get beat. Here's the thing. She probably made more in that one night appearance at for WWE wrestling at WrestleMania than she ever made in UFC. She oh, yeah. she wrestled in front of more people collectively than she ever did in UFC. And one night and wrestling in, at, at the Superdome in front of seventy some odd thousand people, she probably res, uh, wrestled. In front of more people there than she did in all of her matches in UFC. I, but that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but not by much. Well, the so thing you is, though, too, is she did it at a perfect time. Even though she lost, what, two or three times, she was still a hot commodity. So she cashed in, and she's going to um, an entertainment. I was going to say sport, but it's not really a sports entertainment. It's sports theater. entertainment. You got to you gotta know the lingo that Vince McMahon wants you to know. It's not wrestling. <laughs> it's sports entertainment. <laughs> but she's, she's not getting her, her butt kicked, you know, as badly. She's not getting physically um, punched in the face. No. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Wrestling. Listen, wrestling is hard. I, 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 I went to wrestling training camp back when I was uh, in my late teens, uh, and it's hard. It's a it's a hard business to be in. It really is. It takes a toll on your body because you wrestle basically every night. So you're taking bumps and you're doing flips and you're doing spots, yeah. and you're landing on your back and you're landing on concrete and you're hitting those ropes which are not soft. You end up with bruises under there. The chops are real. Somebody, you know, if somebody misses a, 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 a spot they're supposed to do or misses you, you know, you're 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 cracking your head. You're you're getting spiked. Uh, you know, you're hurting your back. You're let, you know, you're putting your life in somebody else's hands, basically. Um, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's, it's a rough business, but it's also not getting punched in the face as hard as you can. So there's that yeah. trade-off, you know. Um, now, what happened to um the whole uh, four horse women or whatever that was going to be? Is that dead? Because well, saw, now here's the deal. The, the latest was yes. Now we know that obviously Ronda. Uh, is with the WWE and Shayna Baszler is right now the current NXT. Uh, I'm sorry, NXT uh, Women's Champion. That's the WWE developmental territory that they have on WWE Network. Um, and then the last two, whose names I cannot be bothered to look up, so you can do that as well. Uh, but yes, those two uh, just—I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, signed yeah. their WWE developmental deals as well. So now they are under the WWE umbrella. So now you have the four horsewomen of MMA in WWE, which has their own version of the four horsewomen, uh, who is uh, Charlotte, Bailey, Becky, and Sasha Banks, you know, who are based off of the four horsemen, which was Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Ole Anderson, and Arn Anderson. As I'm going, so I mean, it's just you go through that. But that's the thing too. Is like here's something from MMA, where the nickname for this MMA group was a name from wrestling. You know, wrestling yeah. is is, is it, no, it's not a legitimate combat sport. It is predetermined entertainment. It's like an it's it's like any other TV show. I get that. Everybody who watches wrestling knows that it's predetermined we know that it's fake we know that it's all the script guess what when you say that you're not really shocking anybody oh my god you mean that it's not real no it's it's it, it that still bugs me to this day that these idiots think well i'm gonna go on there and say oh Oh, so, so oh, but she went to something that's completely and utterly fake. Oh, that's fake stuff. So she's doing fake stuff. Yeah. Wow. Boy, aren't you an edgy boy? Edgy boy, tell me. Oh, it's fake. Oh, you're really, you're breaking that fourth wall for me. Oh, the wool has been pulled over my eyes. Oh, Thanksgiving is a lie. It's all about killing Indians and Jesus wasn't born on Christmas and Columbus killed Indians. Like it's all, it's all, you know, woo. You're really, you're really, you're really blowing my mind there, Copernicus. <laughs> like, who, uh, it, you, know like, uh. you know, something else to kind of get back to one of your uh, points of why, like, you're losing interest to UFC. Even with myself, I really haven't been watching, like, the the fights religiously, like how I used to, like how you used to know I did. Right. And my reasoning, too, is, like, it's starting to kind of feel fake 
You know what I mean? Like the, the, the whole Connor thing that happened. I'm, dude, I will tell you what. That is probably one of the best wrestling backstage promos and exactly. segments that has ever happened. And UFC did it better than WWE ever could. Yeah. And it, the thing is, last week or whatever, a story came out that TMZ said, Dana White said, uh, we're, we're not uh, going to... Uh, find him or anything until the the, the justice go, you know goes through or whatever what do you have to wait for if you want to be a legitimate sport what do you have to wait for here's the here's the thing you know you have him on the on, the, on film if this was legitimate if this was a legitimate 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 thing where where connor actually threw that barricade through the bus window uh, and and was injured. You know those people were injured, not you know, just based on his own whim. It wasn't something he was told to do by Dana White or UFC. It wasn't something like that. Like if this was, uh, you know, just spontaneous oh, on God. his. Connor did it all on his own. That was it. And and UFC was a legitimate sporting organization. He would no longer be welcome at UFC. It would just exactly. be that simple. That's, that, that's my point. As with any other job, as with anything else, if you did that, where you cost uh, people money, you cost the venue money, you cost the organization money, you did all that, you, you would no longer be welcome in that organization, you or anybody associated with you. And instead, that's yeah. not what happened. That's not what happened. What happened was what we all kind of feared, because for that day or two, we were sitting there wondering, is you know, to use wrestling terms, was this a shoot or was this a work? A shoot would mean it yeah. was real. A work would mean it was fake. That they're working everybody. And when Dana White came out and was like, "Well, we're gonna wait and see," and you know, we don't know, and you know, we're gonna uh, obviously this is unacceptable. But you know, once that came out, once he made that kind of statement, it was like, "Nope, it's a it's a work." He was told yeah. to do that because it was WrestleMania weekend, and UFC was getting overshadowed by fake sports entertainment, as the dude broads <laughs> would like to let you know. Just because you they know you don't know that yet. Guess what, folks? Wrestling's fake. Oh my god! Um, and and so <laughs> they wanted to grab they wanted to grab their bit of attention. They wanted to grab their little yeah. bit of the pie. So how do they do that? They act like wrestling, but it worked. It got people talking. It got people watching. Yeah. But at what cost? Because that's the thing. Outside outside what's that? The thing is, too, is like a week or two later, they were already making the uh, plans to make the match for the guy that he went after. Yeah. So if this if this was legit, just all Connor, why are you even making the match? This is this is like a uh uh I'm trying to think. You know, this is this is like a Braun Strowman or somebody from WWE going backstage, beating the hell out of Roman Reigns. And then two weeks later, on Monday Night Raw, guess what, Roman? You're going to get your chance at him in the ring. It's Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman in a main event tonight. Uh, that's what that was. Yeah. That, and that's what it came off as. Because that's it. it then it became, okay, you know, they tried to, well, we're going to try and capitalize on this? No. The, Connor was told to do it. I think that's pretty simple. Connor was told to do it. It was set up. Yeah. By UFC, by Dana White, to get them some press. 
And guess what? It worked. But at what cost? Because now you're going to have people, especially the dude bros who hate the fake stuff. Now you're going to have your hardcore MMA people that'll always hang on to it and defend it no matter what. But for everybody else who sits there and thinks, well, you know, you guys sit there and make fun of wrestling, but you just pulled a wrestling move. You just did wrestling. So how do we know that anything else? Now, the thing is, by doing that and having it so transparently a work, how do you trust anything else that they do? What if, what if they do the same thing in the ring, you know, in the octagon, in the cage? How do we know that, that, that everything in there is legitimate? Now yeah. you're all of a sudden, how, how MMA fans felt about the way boxing looked down on them. Well, they looked down on wrestling. Well, guess what, guys? Now you're more fake than boxing and wrestling. Wrestling, out of boxing, MMA, and wrestling, wrestling might be the most legitimate. Who knows? Which, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> but it's, tr it's true, though. It's true. Out of all, at least with wrestling, you know what you're getting into. You know it's fake. You just want to see you want to see how the storylines go and what goes. That's fine to me. That's legit. If I'm going into an event that is supposed to be legitimate physical contest, that I'm paying to see a legitimate physical contest, but instead I'm going to be fed a wrestling match, then I get pissed. If I go into yeah. wrestling, I expect to see wrestling. If I go to see MMA or if I go to see boxing, I expect to see MMA or boxing, not wrestling. And I think that's one of the things that kind of maybe started turning me off of UFC is that I started seeing more wrestling in UFC than I was seeing in wrestling, in WWE. Yeah. Who needs that? So, I mean, to me, like UFC, like if something big happens, I think if Conor comes back, I think we'll obviously talk about it. I think we'll have to. Or if something else really yeah. big happens. But like the, the way we used to try to cover it and stuff, I, I, I don't, my heart just isn't into it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, I have, I have more interest. I have more interest talking about the NBA than I do in MMA right now. It just doesn't, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't strike me as something worth watching. And maybe that'll change. Maybe, maybe they'll kick back up. But for now, it's, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I don't know, buddy. You think that's good enough for one show? You want to wrap it up here? Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure our, our listeners are tired of uh, hearing us ramble. Well, I'm sure they probably already deleted <laughs> us and turned us off and have reported us for being just awful, vile content, especially if they're from Tampa and yeah. I especially ran their team down. I was going to say, we definitely lost uh, that fan base, whatever Whoops. fans we had there. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. This, again, this is the first show. We're going to get more polished as we do. You know, I, 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 I don't want to be that guy that apologizes and say, well, this wasn't the best show. But I'll tell you what, this is a pretty damn good show. It's only going to get better, though. So you better believe that. Uh, I, I, I had, I, I'll tell you what, we have been recording this. We've been doing a show. This show is now uh, an hour and 25 minutes, and it has not felt that long. Wow. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't feel that long. So uh, See, that's the nice thing about doing it the way we're doing it this uh, this way compared to the last time too. Is what? You know, it, that there's no like time constraint. You know, if there's anything that the fans want us to talk about, you know, we could go on rants for an hour. Very hour true. 
Very true. I'd rather n- I'd rather not. I'd r- I try. I would try to keep it a little bit shorter. But again, this was the first episode. We had a lot to get out, and we did a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to have people sit here and listen for you know two hours to us rambling on about nonsense. Uh, but Tampa I'll, Bay fans. Ah, goddamn Tampa Bay fans. <laughs> just the worst. Just the worst. Just the worst. Scumbag. <laughs> terrible. Worst fans, I mean, you're giving the Philly fans a run for their money with your scumbagginess. You just (laughs) go to the beach and and stare at Hulk Hogan, you bunch of losers. Bunch (laughs) bunch of scummy bastards. Okay, anyway, let me me get off Tampa Bay here. Uh, Anyway, no, I had a blast. I thought this was fun, and like I said, I think it'll only get better. Uh, I certainly hope everybody had a great time listening to us as well. Uh, Even if you didn't, don't worry about it. It's okay. Well, like I said, we'll only get better. Please stick with us. Subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter. My name is at King of Skunk Duck. King, K-N-G of Skunk, S-K-U-N-K, as you would think would be with a skunk, and Duck, as you would think was a duck, D-U-C-K, King of Skunk Duck. Uh, Jimbo, what is your Twitter? I know they can follow you over there. I didn't know there was a quiz. Um, I think it's S-T-S Jimbo. No, I think you have that. Just, I think you have that backwards. I believe it is Jimbo, S T S. Yeah. So you can follow Jimbo also, on what's that? They can also follow Stay Tuned Sports too. They can follow Stay Tuned Sports, although I haven't posted on there in a while. I should probably, we should probably start doing that again, right? You know, get <laughs> yeah. the social media presence going. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so you can yeah. follow you can follow myself uh, on Twitter at King uh, King of Skunk Duck. You can follow Jimbo. At Jimbo STS, and you can follow the show itself at ST Sports Podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter there as well, so you can do all of that. And uh, I think that's it as far as that. Again, the website is uh, StayTunedSports.wordpress.com. We'll be up there. We're also going to be on iTunes. So make sure you look for us there. We'll start posting all those links shortly. Uh, and again, soon to be on so many other things. Google Play, Spreaker, uh, TuneIn, uh, hopefully Spotify at some point. We're going to be all over the place. Uh, we're we're, we're, we're going to get this started, and we're going to need your help to do so. So if you get it on the ground floor and we become successful, we promise we're never going to forget you. Make sure that you subscribe to us. My name is King. It's your good friend, Jimbo. And you have been listening to Stay Tuned Sports. See you later.